we played so much. My fingers are, my carpal tunnel fingers are like flaring up because uh, all the shuffling we did. It was so great. It was so great. The kids played. We played. The ladies gossiped. Like everybody was getting what they need. It was awesome. <laughs> Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Sea of Thieves Season 10, We Who Are About to Die, and PUBG. My name is Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm wondering, what the f- why are we talking about PUBG again? Because I got to uh, explain some of the stuff that I, I wasn't able to actually elaborate about. You when mean I talked you were wrong about, about last week? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, it was a Game of the Year episode, right? I'm not like focusing on the right, game. I just right, talked a right. little bit about it. But I want to give, like, the the 20-year difference of what's happened, essentially. It better be entertaining, man. What is PUBG called these days? Because everyone has always called it PUBGs, but it was originally Player Unknown Battlegrounds, abbreviated to, or the acronym is PUBG. But then they changed it to Player Unknown's PUBG, right? But now it's even different again. It's it's PUBG Battlegrounds. So I think we should just call it Player Unknown's Player Unknown's Battlegrounds Battlegrounds. (laughs) It's like the full Sounds title. Fun. Every single time we talk about it, you have to say the full title. So we never talk about it again. <laughs> and that's the podcast, guys. We hit our limits. Oh Bill, uh, what, do you, what do you guys got going this week? Bobby, I know there's some big news for you. Big news for me? What's big news? Yeah, you, you and Emilio are going to be joining back the Smite. The Smite Professional Leagues for the geriatrics. Smite 2 was announced. We'll be talking about that. But, yeah, I don't know how big of news that is, but we'll get into that later. What is kind of big news is I finally got a new phone, and I got a Pixel Watch, too. Like, I'm just... um, Hell yeah. I'm just... uh, Oh, I think I, I... It's all coming together, dude. As some A little bird told me that somebody got you... Because getting a hold of you, Bobby, has always been like a... Uh, a challenge, let's say. Yeah. So a, a little bird told me that they got you something that's going to help you see notifications. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's the Pixel Watch. Um. Yeah, I mean, the Pixel Watch does help. Like I get phone calls, text messages, emails right on the watch, which is great. But what I really like about the phone is I was which so phone? close Sorry. to jumping to Apple. I really want to do the, uh, the uh, 15 Pro Max. And like go full into Apple, but there were just things that came up. First of all, like I couldn't find a decent carrier. Like I, I use Google Fi and it just, and I'm like fully invested in the Google camp anyway. I, there are a couple yeah, of reasons, too. but um, I'm glad I did because the screen on the Pixel 8 Pro is 120 hertz. It is, and like I noticed it right away. Whoa. I was just like, whoa, dude. Like I'm scrolling through things. I'm like, this is super smooth. Like noticeable. It, it's like a monitor. You go from 60 hertz to 120. It's a noticeable difference. Welcome um, to two years ago, bro. But yeah. yeah, well, yeah the the, the, the iPhone is. doesn't have it. The iPhone is still 60 hertz. But the funny thing is, now that I have this watch, I rarely use my phone. Or I use a DVD. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I just kind of do everything on there. But it's it's great for working out. I love it for that. But yeah. Dude, um, for me, the big selling point is the sleep monitoring because my sleep is so fucked. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can, I, I try different things to see how it affects my sleep. And um, that's the best thing about my watch. But also, yeah, seeing text. It's a, look at this massive motherfucker, dude. It's basically a watch strapped. I mean, it's a phone strapped to my wrist. Is that the Ultra? My wrist. The Apple one? That's the, yeah, yeah, it's the Ultra. Mm-hmm. It's a $1,000 fucking. Yeah. But anyway, like, um, yeah, I love it. I, and I mean, construction, not a nick on it, dude. I smack it around. It's made out of fucking... I don't know. God's tears, dude. <laughs> Nothing happens to it. It's made out of mithril. Yeah. No, the the Ultra is a great watch. I would have gotten that, but you can't have a Pixel phone and an Apple watch. But... Yeah, yeah. Um, but which Pixel did you get? Uh, the phone or the watch? I mean, the, wa- the, they, the, the, the watch phone. is only the second version. It's the Pixel 2. And they got a long yeah. way to go. They're, they're nowhere near Apple, especially on battery life, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, the, uh, the phone, the Pixel 8 Pro, super happy with. That's great, great. Man. Yeah. I mean, I miss my pixels. 
Um, just want to remind everybody, eh? if you want to see what we look like, see our backstories, see what we rolled on strength, dexterity, and intelligence, go to dlgaming.net. Then from there, you can go to our Discord, our merch, our Patreon, our whatever. Whatever you want that's more than this, it's there. All right, dlgaming.net. dlgaming.net. That was I chose that, guys. I chose that. <laughs> Hell yeah, was, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck All yeah, right. dude. Let's get into On the Radar. So these are games that have come to our attention recently. And the first big one is Smite 2. So I got an email today, like an email that said, hey, I Smite 2 did. is going to be <laughs> I was like, how do you have my email? Like, I didn't play a lot of Smite, but because I, I never, I've never gotten an email from Hi-Res before. And um, Bobby, they have our DNA code. <laughs> at this point yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from all the sweat from your mouth well when i saw this news first of all i was just like uh, is this an overwatch 2 kind of deal because you think of smite and like how do you do a sequel to a game like that like I, there's a lot of questions that i had right off the bat so i did some reading and first of all like wh- why do we need a smite 2 it, their big reasoning was smite came out 10 years ago it was on unreal engine 3 that was a long time ago. They wanted to update the engine to Unreal 5. Um, they are making some gameplay changes. Uh, I'm not going to bore people with the details on it, but they looked like uh, not super significant. Like they aren't like totally reinventing the game, but they are making some some gameplay changes. Uh, they have an alpha that you can register for, which I have already done. I encourage you guys to do the same. If you just Google Smite 2, like it's right there on their their landing page. Um, but that's probably going to happen in the spring. So I will definitely be checking that out. Um, the, the big question that I had was, is this going to replace Smite one? Like, is this going to like Overwatch did include everything from the original game, but just expand on it? And the answer is no. And that was very surprising because if you're going to have Smite one and Smite two, you're going to have, you're going to split your community. Really? Right. I, I, don't know if that's like the smartest move to make, but I assume they know what they're doing. So this is going to be its completely own separate game, and Smite 1 is still going to be playable and available. Um, they are not going to be able to bring over the skins from the first one into the second game. And the reasoning for doing that is they said that it would just take too long. They said they had like, I don't know, 250. There's a whole article about it. I think it was on uh, IGN. They said that, you know, we've got like 250 developers. It would take us like like years to do that, to port Damn. all over the, uh, port the skins over. And that's just to port them over as they are, not to like update them with all the new animations that we're doing and, and everything else. So that's kind of a bummer for people who had spent a lot of money on those skins. But what they're going to do is if you spent like 5,000 gems or whatever the currency is, in smite one they're going to give you that currency in smite two that's so crazy dude that, that's see that's the way to do it if you make a sequel with the same characters and the same concept of a game and you're overhauling it or you're updating it you need to provide some sort of benefit for the players that have played the first one there has to be an incentive for the people that played the first one to go in the second one and it's one of the reasons why league is not making a league two and they've said that they will never make one. They're going to make a MOBA and a fighting game, and that's it. That's the, all they got left on oh, an FPS. But other than that, they like you will. I mean, they already have an FPS Valorant. But you will, if anybody ever does this again, like if there's a Smite three or an Overwatch three, you will have so many more returning players. If you go, hey, you know all the skins you bought, yeah. we're essentially going to refund them to you so you can buy new skins in the new game. A hundred percent. It makes me want to go back just to see what I can get with those gems. Like I spent so much fucking money. I was dude. Spending... You didn't spend that much. Think about the people who've been playing this game, like the whole since, time. Yeah, the whole time. I mean, they said they had over sixteen hundred skins. I mean, we've I... talked about this, Bobby. Like how much we thought we've spent. I think you spent more than I did, but 
on I think Smite. I was around a thousand bucks. Oh, dude. Dude. I, I used to always brag about how I'd never spent any money on Smite, like zero dollars. And then I finally bought their God packet, like oh, 30 bucks, right. you unlock all the gods. I mean, it's a great deal. And I bought it right before I stopped playing. So I got no value out of it. But I have spent exactly $30 <laughs> on that game. You owe them that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Pretty game much. was originally twenty dollars. It wasn't free to play at first, right? No, it was. I don't remember. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's always been free to play. Yeah. So they do have a Steam page up for Smite too. You can go there, check out some uh, graphics, some information. Um, th- this will be interesting to see. I'll, I, what was that game that High Res came out with, and it got really popular? And then it just completely flopped. Realm made, Royale. Realm Royale. Yeah. yeah. It completely oh, flopped yeah. when they made one change to the game and nobody yeah. ever went back to it. It was around the time that um, uh, Battle, Royales were, Battle Royales were getting super popular. Yeah. yeah. And it was a good one. It was so good. And then they changed some stuff and they didn't backtrack and then it just died on the vine. I, I feel like with all their flaws, Realm, I mean, sorry, High Res is like the studio that I would own. They just try shit and then backtrack when they fuck up and then just like, yeah, it, it's how I would run a game studio. Yeah, they, a lot they're of pretty just good trial about communicating error. with their, their player base. I feel like they make a lot of good decisions. I'm looking at the Realm Royale Steam page. It's called Realm Royale Reforged. It's still out there. And uh, let's see how many people are playing it. Da, 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 da. Oh, it doesn't tell me if... All right. Secret information, top secret information. Yeah, maybe I don't have my plug-in loaded, but that's odd. All right, I'll figure that out. But yeah, it's still out there, apparently. All right, next up we have Doom Infinite. Thank you, uh, False Josiah. False Josiah has been giving me so much good information. He's um, telling me how to mod my uh, Steam Deck. He is also bringing me mods. Um, so Doom Infinite is a mod for the original Doom and or Doom 2, I'm not exactly sure. But um it turns it turns Doom into a roguelike. So um there are random weapons, like rarity levels, you know, like blue, purple, orange, con. Um there's random levels there's random uh, enemy attack patterns. It's the same enemies, but they do new shit, so it kind of refreshes the whole thing. Um, there's also 160 power-up items, which are kind of like artifacts, if you want to think about it that way. Something you just hold on to, and now that's a modifier inside of the game. Um, and then you can w- pick up weapon mod packs. So which, whatever weapon you do get, whatever ammo they do use, you can modify that uh, even further. So uh, I, I've been, I listened to a five and a half hour podcast with John Carmack um, talking about everything, but mostly, mostly the programming side, actually. Uh, even though I have nothing, I know nothing about it. I'll listen to like a great chef talk about cooking, even though I don't know nothing about that. So yeah, I listened to that whole thing, and I, I love that guy, man. He's a I've never been dude. And so anyway, after that, I was like, I really want to play some Doom, and almost like Kismet, um, Foster Sia was like, Hey, maybe you should check this out. So it's a free mod. Uh, you just go to the websites. Um, I believe it's like Doom Infinite. Just put in Doom Infinite. It'll take you right to the mod. Um, and it's a zip file, and you're playing it, you know, in a few minutes. So uh, I hope to be playing this next week, and it, hopefully it'll be on my highlights. But, uh, yeah. So there it's was a, that, that other game that was a roguelike for Doom, except they turned it into a top-down game called Jupiter Hell. That was really popular couple years ago i feel like but this is just like the original doom as far as being a first person shooter it looks like they've got some weapon mods yeah yeah so for this one it's it's interesting because uh i watched the same video you did i was going to talk about this but you already put it on um one of the coolest features about it though is when you start the game uh there's like a thing that they suggest doing and it's looking at what they call the nerdy imp and the the mod will tell you anything that's wrong with the game or the installation or the mod itself. 
So if you have the wrong aspect ratio, if files are missing somewhere or anything like that, it's like you can continue, but these are things that would cause crashes or possibly cause crashes. And you can just, uh, it'll tell you how to fix them or tell you what needs to be fixed and you can fix them yourself. It's like a debug before you run the thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's built into the game, <laughs> so it's it's pretty it's pretty sweet. Um, cool. Some of the some of the like uh, enhancements for weapons. There's like a chain lightning effect. So if you have like a shotgun and you get that, like all your pellets do chain lightning. Like there's so many cool things about it. It seems like if uh, like the the creator said that before he goes to 1.0, he wants to do one more um, major addition to the to the mod, and it's to uh, add this new play. Uh, this new play mode where it's truly, truly um, procedurally generated, like the Binding of Isaac. So right now the game is Doom 2, right? You play through Doom 2 and random shit pops up and random stuff is available. But the mode that he's trying to implement, the main game mode of the game, is the ability to play procedurally generated dungeons and, and levels so that you essentially never run out of shit to do. And, and and if he does it like Isaac, where he puts in bosses or anything like that, that dude, it's going to be such a good game or such a good mod. Yeah. It's funny is last week you were talking about how like a game loses its soul once it goes procedurally generated. But when you're talking about a game like this, where the soul is the shooting and the ducking and the moving, then you want procedurally generated. So there's a difference between procedurally generated and, procedurally generated to fill space right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this sure. one is you're like oh shit this room has 20 uh fucking demons inside and it's a long line you know it's all this crazy like exactly how it happens in isaac sometimes you'll get in a room and you're like i'm fucking dead there's yeah. nothing i can do in here <laughs> yeah, so but true. sometimes you're like this is a this is a breeze or this is super easy but in start i mean don't get me started essentially we ranted about starfield i ranted about starfield and now when things go procedurally generated just to fill in a void or to be to be thrown in as a feature, it's usually when a game loses its soul. Yeah. So. They used to always brag. I mean, when procedurally generated maps were becoming popular, they would always brag about how many planets or areas or zones or whatever the game had. And it's like, yeah, but they all look like the same except one's a different shade or one has a rock right here. The other one has a rock right there. You know, it's just, it, it really wasn't that, that different. Um, I do have an answer about the Realm Royale player count. So the all time peak on steam was about 105,000. Sounds about right. Damn. That's good. Yeah. And I would have expected higher. Maybe, maybe it's a good game. Maybe that's just on steam there. Maybe people were playing uh, elsewhere, but currently playing right now, 240 people. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's yeah, unfortunate. That is, that is pretty... Yeah, that's that's sad. Um, things that are not sad, Super Mario. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, a little cute thing about my daughter. Uh, she just turned four. She thinks Super Mario means superpowers, or she thinks it means superhero. So when she's running, she's trying to go as super faster, she'll be... Super Mario, you know, <laughs> but then we watched Super Mario the movie, and uh, she's like, That's super, like, she doesn't like, she's like, That's she's not like, Super Mario. Like, that Italian man is not Super Mario, <laughs> that's not what I thought. That <laughs> points was. at Superman, that's Super Mario, damn it. Yeah, but um, anyway, talk to me. So, there's a new game, and uh, it's not very often that you get a game from Nintendo and it's $50, um, but this is a new game with 160 levels. Uh, it's not your standard platformer for Mario where it's like you're running through a level, you're jumping on heads and you're riding Yoshi or you turn into an elephant now. Uh, this is a puzzle game that relies on getting objectives to other objectives, primarily a key to a door. But there's a bunch of new mechanics. Um, there's new like ways to jump with Mario now too as well. Um, it seems very intuitive uh, for some of the puzzles. Obviously, they're not going to show the later game puzzles and things like that because of the fact that it's like a a, a big uh, difficulty spike towards the end game. Uh, some of the puzzles that they did show have been pretty, um, just really not complex, but very interesting to look at. Uh, there's a lot of switches to activate blocks and deactivate blocks. There's enemies that you can interact with without killing them in the sense that you can use them as transportation. Um, I just don't know how hard it's going to be and how long it's going to be. 
However, it is a Mario game, and my wife loves puzzle games, and my daughter loves Super Mario, so I'm probably going to be getting this. Has there um, been Mario games before that are more on the puzzle platformer side? Yes. So this is, I believe, a reimagining of the original one of Mario vs. Donkey Kong, but there has been Mario puzzle games. Um, there's been Mario RTSs. Then there's been Mario. Um, what is it? What is that called? Where it's like a turn-based, but you have a squad, and it's kind of like XCOM. I don't know what the the oh, genre tactical is for that. turn-based game. Yeah, ta- there's a tactical turn-based Mario with rabbits, which is actually all of a sudden selling super fast now, uh, which is interesting. Um, mm. So yeah, this game's called Mario versus Donkey Kong. Uh, it's a very simple title. Um, you can buy it online right now. Pre-orders are available. It's fifty dollars. Uh, but the cool thing is that it releases in a month. Um, February 16th is the release date, which is so nice, you know, to 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 announce a game. Be like, that shit comes out in a month, dude. It, it's I don't know how Nintendo does it um, without stuff being leaked all over the place. But then again, this is probably not like a flagship game like Mario Odyssey was for them. So mm-hmm. um, I think Go ahead. I was going to say, what platform is this on? So this is on the Switch, uh, which is interesting because everybody and their mom is saying that the Switch 2 will be releasing uh, in November of this year or September of this year. That's mm-hmm. the time frame. Um, but then again, people think they're going to be doing what they're doing with this game, where they are going to be like, the Switch 2 is available pre-order and it comes out next month. That's why we haven't heard anything. Um, essentially, the Switch 2 is going to be the same console, which is a little bit more bells and whistles and like better graphics. Um, mm-hmm. So... It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. All right. Maybe we'll be able to play Smite 2 on our Switch 2s. Hell ah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was our On the Radar segment. Uh, we're now moving to highlights. This is our games that we have played or have uh, interacted with in some certain way. Uh, Bobby, you want to talk about Sea of Thieves? Yep. Sea of Thieves Season 10 came out a while back. Um, I finally had a chance to play it over winter break, and I've continued to play it. Uh, since then the big announcement with this is they're finally giving people what they asked for a mode called safer seas which is the single player mode now by single player i mean co-op but there's no other player ships around and people have Hmm. always wanted this this has like been a big sticking point because i understand why rare didn't want to do this rare being the developer because the whole point of the game is to steal other people's stuff and be a pirate. And if you take the other players out of the equation, then it really changes the game at a fundamental level. Like that's a core design concept right there that, that you're changing. Um, but I also understand the other side because you can just run around and talk to like whoever and um, people will just say horrible things over voice chat, like most multiplayer games. Um, So I totally understand why people would want a single player mode. Um, What's weird about this is they gave them the single player mode, but you can only level up your faction so far and you get something crazy, like I think 70% less XP or, or rep when you're leveling up, something like that. It, it's pretty extreme. And there are certain factions you can't level up at all in Safer Seas. And also, I couldn't uh, customize my boat in the single player mode either. Um, I guess because there's no one else around to look at it, but I'm like, yeah, I can look at it. Come on. <laughs> I want my boat to look cool, man. Yeah. So it really feels like a very weird version of the game. Um, I do not like it at all, but uh, did, I was Did playing... you think you were going to like it? No, no. I was playing it with someone who was new, so I thought this is perfect. Like, we can set sail. And th- this is my buddy's kid, too, so it was even better because I didn't want to, like, go set sail and then, like, a bunch of, like, teenagers start yelling like racial epithets at us you know and have to explain that to a nine-year-old you know didn't want to didn't want to deal with that don't don't be running around being a bunch of racial racial epithets then (laughs) okay (laughs) um this brought a couple other things too so there's a safer seas mode which uh you know what whatever I, i don't care too much about that but guilds so the guilds was kind of a weird concept when I first heard it. I was like, what does that actually mean? Because it seems like a game, like all games have some sort of this guild um, 
this guild uh, uh, part to it. Um, but what you can do with this, you can share your ships. So if you join my guild and I'm not playing, um, then any ship that I've dedicated to the guild, you can just hop right in it and, uh, mm. and sail my ship around. And I think you can even level it up too. Um, also, if I'm playing the game, and someone's in my guild and they load up and they can see, oh, this person is uh, sailing around in their guild ship. I'll, I'll join with, uh, I'll, I'll jump into that game. Um, and you can also collectively earn cosmetics. So as you level up your guild, you, you unlock more cosmetics. It, it really seems, I think you can get like 25 or 30 people in a guild, but uh, I don't know. I started a DLG guild. I think there's maybe like two people in it, including me. As well. <laughs> it's so, you and the eight-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't, I, I see a, a, some people doing this a lot. Like there's some people who just play nothing but Sea of Thieves. So I could, I could see them getting more out of this, but I don't think I'm going to be doing much with it. Um, and with season 10, of course, they've got a new mission, Skull of the Siren Song. Um, it's just another mission. You know, go grab this, grab another thing, bring it over here. Everybody tries to kill you and take it. Um, but they also updated some of the, the hit detection, which I thought was a good move. So I'm not talking about the ships. I'm talking about the actual combat, uh, specifically with the swords. Um, it always felt a little weird in that game. It, not Not weird, but not picky. It seemed like... I don't know. It felt like saber fighting in Dark Forces too, where you just kind of wave them around and hope you hit somebody. But uh, they've improved the hitboxes on that, so it's supposed to be more more accurate. Um, but yeah, that's it. Season ten, um, still a great game, man. I I just love playing Sea of Thieves. <laughs> it's it's such a calming experience most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Until somebody runs up to you and starts screaming crazy shit. Yeah, which um, honestly, it, it doesn't happen to me that much. Like, I don't really see that too often, but I, you read the comment section in, in the Steam page, and a lot of people have different experiences. You guys played together how many times, and how long ago was that? I think we've only Three. played together once. And yeah, that was enough for you, times, yeah. Bobby? A couple months ago. Well, I don't know if Nick really plays that much. I don't, I don't play... play- to be honest, I don't play that much either. Like uh, during December when I had some time off, that was like the first time I went back to the game in almost half a year. So it's just the, the tough thing about Sea of Thieves continues to be the time investment. Like you, if you're going to sit down and play it, you need a couple hours. Like you can't, you really shouldn't sit down and play it or even start to play it if you don't have a couple hours to invest. Yeah, because some of the missions are like, Hey, go go to this island, pick it up, and deliver it to this other island. That's all the way across the map. Well, it's going to take you forty five minutes to get there and back. So, yeah. And then it, if there's no other players, like yeah, what are, or, what are the chances or, something ha- fun is going to happen? Skeletal ships or krakens. Yeah, it's always it's the stuff that comes up. That's what takes up the time, and that's what's the most fun. So, like, right. I, I, yeah. I could just run into another player ship. And then we start fighting and then, you know, they retreat or I retreat and then we come back and fight some more. Like I've had engagements that have gone on like 45 minutes with people like back and forth. We sink them, they get another boat, they come back for us and we're trying to get the treasure and turn it in before they do it. Like it's just, and you can't just like pause in that kind of gameplay. This is not a game where you can just hit pause and come back to it. Like you really just need to be focused with no interruptions if you want to get stuff done. The good thing about it is... when I first started playing the game, I'd like lose a bunch of treasure and I'd be so upset. Like, oh my God, I spent all this time getting this treasure. But then as I played more and more, I realized it doesn't matter. Like you really earn or you get treasure at such a slow rate that it doesn't, it, it looks like all this treasure, but then you turn it in and you get like, boop, like that little bit <laughs> of XP or reputation for it, especially at the higher levels. So it really, in the larger scheme, it's more about just, doing doing a lot of it over a long period of time and not just like one big haul this time you know so if it, i don't know if that makes anyone feel better if you lose a bunch of loot or get sunk <laughs> while you're carrying a bunch of stuff like well it's yeah really not I, that I, deal. I feel like it does because you're like i didn't lose everything in the world just now it just lost a little bit were you ever question for you bobby have you ever been the little shit that stole somebody else's loot at the last minute like right before they were going to turn in on the island? 
Yeah, but not that much loot. And again, it was probably newer players too that were like, oh my God, I'm never playing this game again. I spent all this time getting all this loot and they just right. didn't realize like it's really not that valuable, you know? It's just mm-hmm. like, it's more about like the Athena's Call, which is a reputation you get after you get Pirate Legend. It takes forever to to level that up any way you go about it. So, you know, it just... It's like, yeah, it took you a long time to get it, but you're going to have to do that like a hundred more times anyway just to get, uh, you know, get a decent level on that reputation. How does that work? Any any XP whatsoever goes towards that or you have to be a pirate? What do you mean? For Athena's Legend. You've got to hit rank 50 in three factions to get Pirate Legend and then you can start working on um, Athena's Athena's call or legend. Yeah, what, do you, call. Yeah, what do you? Yeah. What do you do for need, though? to level that up? Like individual. Like after you, once you get Athena's call, what do you have to do to level up the faction? Oh, you just do quests for for that faction. Uh, yeah, so yeah. quests for that faction. Yeah, and that's also deceiving for new players too, because you'll level up like one. You'll level up like one, two, twenty, or thirty, like really quick. And then when you get to like thirty to forty, like by the time you get to forty-five, it takes as much time to get from like 40 to 50 as it does to one to 40. So Oof. yeah, it really that wow. Leveling up. right there. Jeez. Yeah. 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 Sounds like, um, EverQuest. All right. Cool. What do we got next? We got, uh, we who are about to die. Um, I think I mentioned something on a podcast. I was like, wouldn't it be great if you had like a, Gladiate, gladiatorial simulator that where you know you kind of um, build your character and and also money manage the money side of it, and then I think it was Sniper who was like, it exists and here it is, and it was a game that had a demo. It's called We Who Are About to Die, and that was before it had its 1.0 release. Now, and I played it and I enjoyed it. And um, I just put it on the shelf. Then um, Amanda bought it for me because it was on my wish list. I probably would have never bought it, but I'm so glad that she did. Um, I wasn't like blown away, but after, you know, I sat down and started playing it. And then it was six hours later, it was like two in the morning. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, geez, because it's also a roguelike, a roguelite. so you play kind of as you put when the gladiating is going on, when the fighting's going on, you are controlling one character. And it's uh, Nick, you might know what I'm talking about here when it's it's kind of like Examina, that game where you like a uh, swing is a swing. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to move your mouse around and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you. That, c- it's almost like grabbing the tip of your sword, and then if you swing, throwing left, it. Yeah. Yeah, you throw it. Uh, you could also throw weapons too, which I don't because it's so risky. But you can throw shit too in this game. But um, yeah, you're kind of like flinging it about, and it sounds cartoony, but it's not. It actually feels a little more real than right-clicking for right hand and left-clicking for left hand. But um, it's a little goofy. It takes some time for getting used to. But holy shit, man, you get in some fights where it's coming down to the wire and it feels like a Street Fighter match when nobody has any health. And the next the next uh, error is going to be the loss. And... Um, this game, this game delivers that feeling a lot, uh, very consistently. Um, so the fights, the the matches consist of all kinds of different stuff. It could be one versus five guys with no benefit. You just go in there, yeah, and a lot of luck. times, yeah, a lot of times you don't know what you're going into. You could pay money. To find out what you're going getting yourself into, or you could not and try to save money. Um, a lot of the time, so there's four or five patrons, patrons, and you know they all have their own. You know, one's all about money, one's all about 
tactics one's all about so you can make them happy doing different things um and that's a good way to make money so anyway you're not just one gladiator you're like you're like a school so once like a team yeah you, once one guy dies another guy spawns and then you play as that guy and i think the best and most refreshing thing about this game was the random builds that came about so um one time i was a retired soldier that fell on hard times that went into gladiatorial games obviously his combat scores were way up the people loved him because he was a war hero but he was older gray-haired his stamina was dog shit and so i had to try to compensate with that with like very high medical bills and stuff like that um <laughs> and so and then also like taking way less armor on him because the more armor you have the less you rege regenerate stamina so each one has each spawn has its own challenges and pluses another time i was like a desperate politician so like that guy had no money, but he knows how to play political games. So he knows he knows how to sweet talk to patrons, but at, at but at the same time he fights with a militia. Like he comes in, no matter what fight it is, he comes in with two dudes that like fight for him. And That's so very interesting. It's yeah. it, it's cool because it really helps. Obviously, you can you can switch to a knife and just backstab, but the crowd hates you. And you can never get your like, because <clears throat> the more excited the crowd is, the the are you not entertained? No, they're not entertained because you're fucking your slaves killed the other guys, right? So you got to take that into account. And then um, what was another one? I started as a slave. That dude had nothing, dude. He was like naked, uh, naked and afraid, basically. And but every time you did well, the the crowd was like just like going nuts They're going nuts dude and so your multipliers were great on every individual fight so a bunch of so i would always choose the lowest for him i would choose the lowest difficulty um because it would always reap great rewards because of the, the bonus um but for the guy that had two two guys fighting with him you always go with the highest, but you net about the same amount because his slaves are doing most of the, not most. You still have to work, but like, uh, yeah, that goes into it too. You got to think about how you're going to spend your money for healing yourself. You got to uh, weapon upgrades. You have to think, you know, there's a, but not, not like an overwhelming enough, not like football simulator or anything like that, but like, you know, there's enough things that you have to keep an eye on to make it interesting um i think anybody who picks this up and starts playing it you're gonna think the combat is wacky and it is kind of wacky but it works it's not broken and or at least i couldn't break it and um yeah i was on the edge of my seat several times where you're like if i just get this one should i rest this week should i just take a long nap and make no money or should I push it one more time? And, and you know, it's all risk versus reward. Really well done. Um, graphics are okay. There's like weather effects and stuff that keeps the keeps everything kind of fresh. And you really don't know what you're going to get in yourself into most of the time. So, yeah, very good game. And there is a goal. Like if you make a hundred thousand dinars or whatever it is, you can buy your freedom. And that's what you're. That's there's a goal. That's a good game. One of your slaves is finally going to do that. But, yeah, you never get... I mean, I haven't gotten very close to it, but I, I really like the game. This looks like it's a solo developer, too. Jordi Lacquier? Lacquier? Hmm. Thank God movie. for you, Jordi. You fucking keep on keeping on, bro. It's pretty Interesting. dope. Yeah. Well... But it's no PUBG. Dude, it's no it's no action-packed PUBG, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, would, I think last week I put in 13 hours in PUBG or 14 hours in PUBG, which is quite a bit. Um, so I played PUBG back in this original, like, 
beta days and like when there was only one map like the vehicles weren't really a thing uh there was like maybe 10 guns in the whole game um and i'm playing it now and there's a huge difference um obviously uh you know the game has changed publishers and developers um it's now being developed in asia instead of in the united states uh things are very predatory when it comes to monetization but luckily it's all cosmetic none of it's uh gameplay based but what i will say is there are some costumes that make people jealous and there's one in particular that like everybody if in in the preloading screen everybody will go to this person and immediately start punching them and it's the costume that is a giant turkey uh it it's the worst tactical costume because it's bright orange and so if you're in a forest you're just gonna stand out but it's such a funny costume and everybody wants it um what's what's also interesting in the fact that i've been playing it for so long in the past couple weeks i've uh, my account got reset to level one um because you know they changed a bunch of shit um and you can't play ranked until you're level 80 i'm now ranked 78 um and what's very interesting but i don't think the game developers will tell you this when you're er like when you're lower leveled you will play against way more bots than you will when you're higher level. And I don't know what it is. Um, I it, it could be recently they did a huge bot man because they did, but still, we can you can definitely tell when they're bots. They'll shoot one shot that's accurate and then miss the next 20 shots, and they never fire full auto, and they never move and shoot ever. Um, they make – don't they – I feel like it's all built up to make new – players feel powerful it, because it is and it isn't because when you kill like oh i got 13 kills and you're like all right cool and then you're like i'm so good and then the next round you get obliterated by a real player because you landed next to him it's it's very it's very apparent and disheartening you're like oh my stats are padded i remember um, uh, PUBG online or PUBG mobile was getting like it got game of the mobile game of the year and stuff so i went and tried it out and i won my first game and i was like this is so strange and then it turned out yep. like seventy five percent of them were bots. Bots, yeah. And yeah. the and the reason, so the reason why there's so many bots, right, is not for real money trading in the sense that you sell items like in Tarkov, which is a shit show right now. Um, it is the idea that you sell accounts that are above level eighty, um, and so you can play ranked immediately. So people buy them from anywhere from ten dollars to like a hundred dollars, depending if it's already ranked. There's a whole like world apparently once you get into ranked gameplay. Um, there's a new map. It just came out last week. It's called Rondo. Um, man, is is it interesting? So there's now ten maps in like in its entirety. There's maps that are they're like by size is I mean, their size is determined by how many grids grid squares they have. One grid square maybe takes like two minutes to run across or. I won't say two minutes, maybe like five minutes to run across. There are 10 by 10s, which are these massive maps that are usually only reserved for like four player teams. Um, there's eight by eights, which are the original map size. And then there's a three by three, which is this tiny map that's on a volcano. And it's, in, it's very interesting. So every map kind of has their own gimmick. The one in the volcano, there's no airdrops. There's helicopters that fly around and you shoot them down. And then that's how you get drops and like power weapons and stuff. But the new map has a very interesting gimmick that I think is really enticing in the sense that it causes people to actually fight. So around the map, in every major settlement in the map, there are these little stores. And and when I say stores, the level one stores are like a locker. That's it. The level two store is a fucking truck you have to run into. And you're extremely vulnerable if someone's sniping and they're just aiming in the inside of the truck. And the, I haven't seen a level three one because every time I try to go to one, there's like 80 fucking people there. Um, and so what each one does is like a level one one, you can only buy attachments for guns. A level two one, you can buy every gun that's not a power gun. And the level three one, you can buy everything. And the way you get coins is by finding them on the ground or selling attachments. So... Um, I like Every, the idea of shooting down the um, the the prize because you're using up your ammo and you're also making yourself aware to other people. I so think that's, that's good. the thing about that map is it's all hills essentially, right? 
And so to shoot one down, you have to stand up with a rocket launcher and shoot it. And it's pretty hard, actually. Like, to, to, it's a panzer foul, so it arcs like a fucking football. It, it goes, it goes super high and then it lands low, and it's really hard to predict. Um, but then, the, out of all the maps I played, and I played every map at least five times, I have to say the best one still is something called Miramar, uh, which is essentially Mexico, right? Um, there's like illegal gambling bins. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of buildings. Lots of buildings, but it's also in the desert. And the reason why I like Miramar the most is that the topography of the map is consistent in the sense that it never really is. You're not very much in a disadvantaged place unless you like choose to be like, there's always cover. There's always something to hide behind. And the gimmick on that map sometimes, because this, this gimmick is only applied to some is only applied to certain maps. Sometimes as weird as that, as weird as that sounds, is um, there are these things called special drops. And if you get a flare gun, you can shoot and you either get an armored car or you get a, a drop that's like six drops. It's insane. Um, but um, I'm going to play this game probably one more week uh, to hit level 80 uh, and to play ranked and kind of, kind of come up with a final determination of what I think, it you know, if you should play it nowadays or not. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a, probably the second to last week I'll be playing this game. Yeah, right, dude. Sounds like you're. I mean, if you're enjoying it, you're enjoying it, dude. Like, makes well, me, me want to play. Me and my friends are like already like, hey, let's stop playing this game. There's other games to play, or right now it's the football playoffs. Everybody's watching football, and so we're kind of seeing everybody kind of like sway to different games already. So it, it's interesting. It's on its way out. You think? You, yeah, you can read the room, right? Yeah, we, I still have four guys to play with, right? But the thing is, like. It went from like nine people to now to four in a matter mm-hmm. of like two weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. all right. Well, uh, we do not have Christian here today, so we will not be playing Guess That Sounds. Um, so, unless there's something you want to talk about, Emilio, we can move on to listener questions. Where you, what do you think? Where are we at? Um, yeah, we're good. If you want to talk, it'll be quick. Right. Uh, Lorcana is disney's um tcg they are trying to do a magic the gathering but disney generally does things right um most of the time they're they're betting like 80 percent on most endeavors uh they went to a uh, a company called ravensburger and that company did a bang up job so um i spent the weekend at chad's house if people don't know who that is that is the original caster um we've been playing magic the gathering together for 20 years you know uh he hasn't played i haven't really played i brought some commando decks we played so much my fingers are my carpal tunnel fingers are like flaring up because uh all the shuffling we did it was so great it was so great the kids played we played the ladies gossiped like everybody was getting what they need it was awesome (laughs) um uh that said he bought we went to the card shop and a little side note here i paid 90 dollars for a sliver deck um he paid 40 dollars for a uh, merfolk deck and just trounced me um nine out of ten no he probably won every single time and i was so mad because like i always wanted a sliver deck and it's the only commander deck i ever wanted and it's dog shit it's not good at all um so we switched decks and i beat him every time and it's like all right i just wasted my money but anyway um he bought a bunch of lorcana stuff because he wants to start playing TCGs with his three-year-old, which, you know, you're going to have to wait a little while, dude. But um, I did not want to play. He's like, let's play. I want to learn how to play. He he bought a bunch of stuff, pre-cons and extra packs and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been down this road. I've played the Pokemons. I played the Yu-Gi-Oh's. Like, nothing really compares to Magic Gathering. So I, I... Eventually, you know, I'm drunk. He he card raped me. I was I, I was vulnerable, and I was like, "All right, let's play your stupid Disney game." Turns out, 
hell of a game. Um, the the mechanics are extremely sound. Um, it's it's magic gathering mechanics, but it's switched up in a way to maybe speed up the game a little bit and also make it less violent. You know, there's not like I attack you. It's more like I'll sing a song. <laughs> but it all makes sense. And I'll use my thirty foot dinosaur and stomp your <laughs> and stop your fish person <laughs> to the point where they're mush. Yeah. But now it's like I will sing about how sad I am and I will gain three points. So instead of taking away from your opponent, you're trying to gain lore, thus lore canna. So you can tap your Boo. creature. <laughs> it's actually pretty good, dude. Like, because you know, you'll have kidding. to play it. You'll play, play it, Nick. I'm going to buy some starter decks um, because the family here, they all love uh, fam, uh, Disney stuff. Um, I was shocked how good the mechanics are. Um, like, they solved the issue of there is no getting mana flooded or getting mana burnt um it's 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 really well done um and i was very impressed by how good the mechanics are um the art is fantastic they were art forward it's not a little tiny picture it's like i got simba and i was like oh this is simba pride rock that's really cool i got a foil i was happy happy about that um i got a um uh, there's not a lot of cards out there. Uh, you know, it, it hasn't had 30 years of refinement like Magic Gathering, and you could tell that there's rough edges here and there. But if they keep doing this every year, it's going to be a hell of a contender. It really, really is. I was very impressed. So do they sell this as just like a box of pre-made decks and those are the cards that you get similar to the star wars card game that we played at dlg con that christian had bought or is it like magic the gathering where you buy packs and you hope you get lucky with a good card well it's so they sell any tcg sells packs and that's where they make the most money but you take the smallest risk with the highest reward chance because these there is alternate card alternate art cards that are going for seven thousand dollars on the first season like so uh we went there and we bought a bunch of cards but they were all second printing of the first season basically uh and as obviously the cost has come down so we were buying packs at like six seven dollars something like that but you can't find they're all gone Basically, you cannot find first printing of any of those cards. But, yeah, you can buy pre-constructed decks, which you just buy a pre-constructed deck, and you can play that that day. And, Are we talking uh, about Magic or Lorcana? This is Lorcana. Okay. So pre-constructed decks, ready to go. Uh, he bought, like, four pre-constructed decks and a bunch of, like, um, packs. But this is all second printing, so the value is way, way, way down. Um but we had a great time with all of it. And yeah, you could buy, and I'm going to, I'm going to buy a couple of decks or maybe four decks for the house. Cause all, you know, all the ladies here, they all love the Disney characters and you're seeing everybody. And, you know, it's kind of like, um, we've seen this before where you don't have that many characters. So you kind of stretch out who you have. So there's, Detective yeah, there's like Mickey. different variations of each yeah. character. Yeah, Detective Mickey, and there's Aurora. it'd be like Ariel with legs at the ball yeah. or whatever. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. But it's not. I didn't find it cheesy at all. Um, yeah, I had a good time. It's very good mechanics, very solid mechanics. I need to play it a little more to really dig into it. But I'm, I, sh- I should be playing this within the next couple of weeks with family members, like. I'll give up. I'll, I'll give up magic for being playing more kind of within my house just so I can play a TCG. You know what I mean? It's not. It like I wouldn't have done that for Pokemon. I wouldn't have done it for Yu-Gi-Oh, because the mechanics are just set up for whoever's got the best card. Um, 
Barkana seems to be more magical like and yeah I'm a fan what if they just started implementing like they run out of character designs and they're like this is lion number 12 from the background scene at 36 minutes I, I, I feel like Disney's got a pretty deep pool oh you know you know what's going to happen is they're going to do Lorcana right and they're going to start implementing some of their other IPs they're going to be like Lorcana across Marvel and shit like that because like <laughs> I, like even I Magic the Gathering like right now <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer Lorcana like Disney. Dude, Star Wars. Disney. Star yeah. Wars. Why not? Yeah. yeah. There's there's rumors that there's going to be a Star Trek Magic the Gathering crossover. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. And so uh, they're probably going to have to buy a new eight commander deck deck box again and buy that when it comes out and shit. Um, yeah. That's, that's all I had to say about that. Shit. All right. Well, let's get to some listener questions. So we've only got two this week. One from Sh- oh, yeah. Shifty. Oh, Shifty. Okay. Shitty? Shifty. Shifty. Did you say shitty? No. I was... Bobby Cust! No, I honestly, I so I did the show notes. I, I typed all this stuff up. But honestly, I looked at that and I was like, is that right? Like, I don't remember that that name, but okay. I'm going to assume that I, I correctly wrote everything down. But yeah, this is from Shifty. He asks, where did Nick land on Rogue Trader in the Game of the Year rankings? Or if it didn't make it anywhere on the list, what are his thoughts on its post-release? Oh, man, I feel special when someone asks me an individual question. I like Rogue time. Trader. <laughs> oh, yeah. I You know, I'm trying. I'm actively trying not to talk about Warhammer Podcast. Yeah, we appreciate it. You shouldn't, dude. We give you shit, but like... I mean, I mean, there's also not that much Warhammer news right now, anyways. Um, so as far as Rogue Trader, I think it's a great game uh, so far. I'm about four hours in. Um, the thing is, the issues that I did start like running, like I I ran into, I think I want to wait until they're fixed. Like some of the animation things, some of the the processing stuff. Um, I think I want to wait till that's flushed out before I continue the campaign. I'm also playing with my wife, which is really cool. She's playing the sister of battle and some other characters. Um, it's not on my list for game of the year, not even close because of the fact that I didn't play it that much. Um, if I would have, you know, put in 80 hours, 90 hours, I could do the Baldur's gate. Maybe I can put it on the list, but as far as my version of game of the year, it's whatever was most fun to me or thing, things that I've changed life events for me to have to do, to be able to play the game. Right abandoning schoolwork i did that for baldur's gate abandoning family i did that for baldur's gate that means i like the game the most i'm gonna be honest when you start making movements in your life to play a game because you like it so much that means you really like it um i I just realized right now that i just realized that if you spell shifty backwards it sounds it spells nicholas so (laughs) we know where that question came from um but (laughs) thanks shifty (laughs) thanks self um, do you have a question, Bobby? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I was just, just making a stupid joke. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's my answer to that question. Uh, thank you, Shifty, for asking that. That was a Warhammer question for me. All nice. right. Next question from Atom. What movie in the past year would make a great video game? And you can pick a genre mm. for it. Let's look at the list can, of movies I, from last year. I got I got a good one. I feel like um, they always made like a very popular any movie that was really popular or was a well-established IP. They had the video game lined up, ready to go with it. So I'm kind of surprised we didn't have a Barbie movie, or I'm sorry, video a Barbie game? video game. Did you watch the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, it was great. But it was a great movie. Yeah, I gotta, and, I gotta watch. You it. know, it's a huge IP. Like I just, I, I don't know. Maybe not enough girls play video games, but I, I'm surprised we didn't. I also kind of feel like they didn't know how successful that was going to be. But yeah. you know what? I would love. So Emilio probably remembers this. Maybe Nick. But when Street Fighter the movie came out, they came out with a game called Street Fighter the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I remember that. Remember? I don't remember that. The release, but I like, know of it. I've seen it. It was more Mortal Kombat than mm-hmm. Street Fighter. Yeah, it yeah. had the character models that were modeled after the actors in the movie, and it looked and played more like Mortal Kombat than it did Street Fighter. And it was very weird and very bizarre. I don't think very successful, but neither was the movie. But 
I don't know. I just like the idea like, hey, let's let's make a video game about a movie about a video game. <laughs> how many how many branches are you gonna get to that point where you just start making Pong again? Um dude, you know that movie is one of, has one of my favorite lines of any movie, even though it's such a shitty movie. And it's mm. the guy who plays Gomez that says it. The guy um, who plays Gomez. <laughs> yeah, from the Adams family. Oh, okay. So he yeah. he, so he, he uh yeah, he is uh M. Bison, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where Chun Li is like I'm going to like, blah, blah, blah. You're, you ruined my life. You killed my father and all this shit. And he goes, he's like, the important thing about that day is that that was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was just Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how much of a fucking badass line yeah. is that? It's like, so I slaughtered your whole village. <laughs> and now I don't care. <laughs> like it, it was just a normal day for me. I'm like, dude, that's one of the best villain lines ever in cinema. That's good. Very good. Um, as far as as far as movie that I would choose to be a video game, as a parent and as a guy who loves British comedy and stop motion clay films or claymation films, uh, Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget, which is the <laughs> second Chicken Run movie, came out on Netflix. It is so good, dude. Yeah, it's. So, I love British comedy. It's so funny. So we made my my mom watch it. Because you want to watch a movie with Vivian, and Vivian's like, "I want to watch Dawn of the Nugget." And my mom's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and so we watch, and she's like, "Why do they all have teeth?" I'm like, "Mom, they're supposed to show that they're British with their fucked up teeth." And she's like, "Oh," um, but it's a. I think you can make a first person shooter out of that, or like one of those like Lego Lego game esque things where it's like top down kind of where you can switch between characters. Cause there's so many key characters in the movie. Like there's a really fat chicken. That's incredibly stupid. There's like a really big chicken. That's really strong. There's like the guy chicken. Who's like an act who uh, pretends to be an action hero, but really he's not that crazy. Like he's not that athletic or anything. There's so many characters that you could use as like swappable characters in a video game that I think it would actually do pretty good. They are making a Wallace and Gromit game. Um, but hmm. I think that's like a puzzle game and comes out this year. Okay. I've got two answers. Uh, Oppenheimer in the way that I don't think it's ever been like, I get like, has there been a nuke game other than like civilization where you nuke each other? (laughs) Yeah. You're racing through the nukes, but not like something that's focused on the nuke side. I don't know. It's kind of dark, but I don't know. That might be cool. Um, and the other one I saw here, I'm looking at the list of games that came out. Oh, um, the Ninja Turtles, but like focusing on the teenage, like if you watch that movie, first of all, have you seen it, Bobby? No, not yet. I heard it's very oh, good. Oh, you though. son of a bitch. Dude. It's so <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Isn't, didn't Ice-T uh, have a big part in it as well? He's one of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, w- when we say teenage, they're talking about like adolescent, 12, 13, 14 would be pushing it. They're barely turning 12 in this, this, uh, because I, I guess they're all the same. I think they're brothers, but, um, yeah, I, I thought it was so good. So to, to do a, even a beat em up side scroller from the point of view where you're not used to beating people up is very cool. And I, I would welcome one of those, hmm. like that, like that old uh, Ninja Turtle game in the arcade where there was four sticks. Yeah, remember that? It's it like a turtles in time. The, yeah, and then there was the the Simpsons one where you could play as each Simpsons character hmm. or family member. These are your these are your memories from when you were six, dude. This is like our memories when we were twelve. Or like I think that. you're. I think you're misgrading the, the age gap here. You're it's like 43, like right? I'm 45. Yeah, you're 12 years older. You know, you're 14 years older than me. Yeah, but I was playing games that were well over. I was way old. I was too, way too old to be playing those games. Oh yeah, of course. That was that's everybody's game playing even until nowadays. Wow. Yeah. What about you? Oh, you already said you're Barbie, right? Yeah, Barbie the movie, the game. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Street Fighter, the game, the movie, the game, the movie, the game. <laughs> yep. All right. That's it for listener questions. What's everybody playing next week? I don't More want to t- jinx it, but I did start playing Doom 3 today. 
Oh, uh, here we go. Are you streaming or not? No, I haven't started streaming it. I should have. I, I totally could have streamed it today. But I say don't rec- don't stream it. Just record it and just uh, it's more work. Dude, that game's kind of scary the- too. Maybe yeah. it'd be better if I streamed it just so I, was, I didn't scary. feel so scared. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll be playing uh, PUBG and starting a new campaign for Warhammer uh, Total War. Uh, tonight I'll be trying to play some. I, I don't want to get rusty at Cyberpunk. Uh, I just turned the difficulty up again another notch. I'm at very hard now because my character is just too strong. Um, so I got to be on my toes now. I don't want to lose my cool, if you will. Um, I am going, I'm currently going down the Johnny, um, the Keanu Reeves quest line. And it's funny, man, because he's a total fucking asshole at the beginning. I'm going to give a little way, uh, give away a little bit here. Um, and he's inside your brain and you want to be an asshole back. But it turns out if you're kind of a nice guy and you kind of understand the situation he's in, he starts becoming way cooler towards you. And it's way better to be friends with your roommate in your brain than be an enemy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it turns out being quite a friendship. If you want it to be. You don't have to go that way, but I'm going down that quest line, and it's uh, story-wise. I'm playing this game for the story more than I'm playing for the mechanics at this point and for the world, um, and that's saying a lot because I don't usually do that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I never do that. Yeah. All right. Sounds like we got a good week of gaming coming up. Um, and hopefully Christian will be back next week. So we can see Remember, what he's up to. Go down to dlgame.net and check out all our uh, we got dick pics, we got tit pics, all kinds of stuff. It's probably not true. Uh speaking for Bobby, Nick, and myself. We're going to go with Cyber Titties. Uh, yeah, not that much clickable shit to show, but... <laughs> <laughs> I got one. It's uh, Amelia talking about Lorcana, so...